Welcome to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. I am your co-host, Zach, here again with Matt. And this week, we are going to recap fantasy and NFL scores from week four. So I think we're probably going to do it how we've been doing the last couple of fantasy recap episodes and do fantasy first and then recap the NFL scores. So do you want to dive in first with the fantasy stuff and maybe talk about – I guess you probably cover your game first, then we'll go Yeah, you know, so I played uh, Brandon. He was uh, going into the week. He was 3-0, so he was one of the, the two undefeateds along with, you know, Zach here. So, um, again, my team is riddled with injuries. Yeah, Julio Jones was questionable. Devontae Adams was questionable. Uh, Michael Thomas was questionable. Chris Carson was questionable. Uh, DJ Chark was questionable. Russell Gage was questionable. So all those guys are questionable going in. I ended up having Chris Carson, Gage, and um, Julio Jones play for me. However, Julio Jones decided to get hurt at halftime. Yeah. After um, finishing with seven points. Russell Gage didn't do anything, so he was mm-hmm. kind of pointless. Um, but those were pretty much my – or and then DJ Chark actually was my top score of the week with 29 points. Um, I still I lost two fifty four to two thirty seven, but you know I, I left a lot of points on the table. Uh, Ronald Jones had probably four drops over the middle. Should have been catches, not you know hard catches at all. You know it would probably have been anywhere from four to six points. I don't think they would have gotten too many big plays out of it. So it would just more have been for the the catch points. Noah Fant got hurt in the Bronco game, mm-hmm. so you know he got hurt what mid third quarter ish. So I lost. Any any opportunity with that, um, you know, that doesn't help me do anything. LaVisca Chenault for the, the Jaguars, you know, Sco Buffs, but uh, he got hurt too. I saw that he left the game. And <laughs> uh, just really he, he had five injuries, catches man. for 86 yards. So if he had one more catch for, you know, 16, 17 yards, that would have been a seven-point play. Yeah. You know, so if you add all this stuff up, you know, I lost by 17. It could have come down to, you know, a point or two here and there. Yeah. Well, and my team refused to do anything. So, yeah. you know, yet another week where I lose because of injuries. I finally at least broke 200 points again since week one. But, you know, I lost to Brandon, who is now 4-0. I fall to 1-3. Um, but, Well, I was going to say. Highlights of the <laughs> game for me is my whole team still injured. So. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, despite all of those injuries – Putting up 237 points is pretty respectable. Like, that's impressive that you did that. So, yeah, I mean, it was the fourth highest in the league. I yeah. would have. I would Considering you're playing with just a bunch of injured guys. Yeah. I mean, I, that, to me, I would be encouraged if I only lost by that much and I had put up 237 points with all of those injuries. I had basically zero injuries and I got smoked. So, we'll, we'll transition over to my game against Zach and. I was feeling really good going into this week. I was 3-0, and Zach's team absolutely smoked me. It was 282-219 to was the final. And, you know, we were just talking a little bit before we started recording, and I just, while the weekend was going, I was wondering how in the hell did Zach's team put up 282 points? And it's weird. When you look through his lineup, really other than George Kittle, no one had some just – outstanding day where they scored a shit ton of points he had 44 but his his, this the spread of the scoring throughout his team was just so evenly distributed everyone had a really good game it was really like like you said it was really good but they didn't have like that george kittle 44 point game. it was like we had 20 points but if you have i think we have what 16 stars so if you have 16 stars with 20 points 
you're yeah. gonna win. Yeah, you're gonna so win. I was looking through it, and I just that's what it was. I'm, I'm I'm just looking at it, going, all right. Well, every single player he had had a pretty good game. Not great, but pretty good. And the the scoring was so evenly distributed that, you know, for my team, I just had a bunch of guys who just just didn't really show up this week and had. Like Jonathan Taylor, nine points. Jimmy Graham, seven points. The one that was super disappointing to me, and as I was telling you before we started recording, is this could have made it a lot more respectable. I had Calvin Ridley going into the Monday night game. Calvin Ridley, who's been blowing it up this year, having great games fantasy-wise, scored zero points. And the next morning when I woke up, Tuesday morning, I was looking at it going, well, did he get injured and have to leave the game? I don't understand why he had zero and he was healthy the entire game and was targeted five times and came away with zero catches. So that was just a complete shit show of a game well, from Calvin Ridley. So this – the I mean, I'm used to getting 30 points or something out of Calvin Ridley so far this season, and he's, he posted a goose egg. So right. Well, and a stat that, they that said really last hurt. night uh, about Calvin Ridley is I think he's the first player to start the season with three consecutive 100-plus yard games. Wow. And then – and then posted he a zero. Posts a zero. Yeah. So fantasy points wise, week one he goes for thirty nine. Week two he goes for thirty four. Week three he goes for twenty one. And then last week zero. Yeah. That's so weird. So I don't know what the hell fantasy. happened there, but that would have helped me out. But I, I think I still would have lost. But it just, like I said, would have made it a more respectable score. But then I he he goes for a zero, and it just looks like I got my ass kicked. So I mean, like I said at the exactly very beginning happened. of the year, I have the best receiving core, and it's hard to ver- it's argue it's, you know it's extremely hard to argue that Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, and Michael, and Michael Thomas, Thomas is not yeah. the best receiving core. They were the best receiving core for that podcast only because they've all been hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides week one, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas didn't do shit. He had like four points, but he did get hurt that week. Other than that week, they've all been injured, yep. so they haven't played. And I'm like, yo, if you guys just play, I'm going to easily be dropping 250-plus Well, because if you week. think about it, it's not inconceivable that all three of those guys post 30 points or more in a given right. fantasy week. That's 90 points from every three week. guys <laughs> that every you're just week. missing out on, you know, just getting nothing. So I'm that. holding out for, yeah. uh, you know, week one of the playoffs. Yeah. I pray to God they're all super healthy. Yeah. Well, it's a long season, and I, I don't know what the exact situation is with all of them, but I don't think any of them are out for the season, are they? they? Are. So Julio Jones probably won't play because it's a short week and they play on Thursday, I believe. Yeah. Devontae Adams is on a bye, and I guess Devontae Adams should have played this week, but there okay. was some disagreement between him and the team. Mm. I don't I don't dig too deep into it because yeah. all I care about is if he's out or not. Yeah. And then uh, Michael Thomas, I think, could have played. He was a game-time decision, and I think they're just like – there's no point cautious, to rush you back yeah. and then push you another four weeks out because you tweak yeah. it. So all of them are real so, close to being back, it sounds like. So I think after week five um, – I'll have all three of them back. Yeah, and that'll and then, and then I'll be able to fully see the, you know, what my team can do yeah. again, and then realize the like, full Great. potential. You yeah. know, his team's healthy. Oh, okay, that almost was uh, <laughs> catastrophic. Yeah, she's trying to sabotage the podcast. Um, so let's move on to another matchup. We got Brandon Stevens versus Dean, and Dean gets his first win this week. He's now his first one win of the week. And uh, Brandon falls to one and three, so both of those teams are one and three. That score was two thirty three to two fourteen. And Dean's team, which is kind of what's been happening in the past few weeks, continues to just be led almost exclusively by Dak Prescott. <laughs> Who, I mean, let's be real, 
he's having an MVP year on a team that is dog shit. A team that's terrible, which, which sucks for him. Like, which I'll, I really want to touch on the NFC East when we get out of this. And okay, yeah, yeah. Because here, my let, let me just let me just read you his fantasy scores through the first four weeks. So week one, he has a pretty average game, sixteen points. That's fine. Three games in a row following that, he goes for over 50. He goes for 51 against Atlanta, 52 against Seattle, and 56 against Cleveland. He had over 500 yards passing in that Cleveland game. Yeah, and I have him in my other fantasy league. And Dude. watching him play, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not a cow. I hate the Cowboys. And I'm like, you know what? I'll watch you f- succeedly fail. Yeah, right. You, know, you do great, but you Please score sucks. a bunch of points, so. and I don't really care what happens to the Cowboys. Dude, he was 41 of 58. 502 yards passing and four touchdowns in that yeah. game. <laughs> it was zero defense in that game. Zero. Well, dude, the Browns put up like 200-something yards rushing while Just losing that. Chubb. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, Taya was pissed about that because she has Nick Chubb and – I think he uh, – I just saw yesterday he's on the IR now too, so who knows how long Yeah, but the IR out. this year is different. You only have to be on the IR for three weeks. Okay. So he's eligible to come off – and we have IR spots on our fantasy team, so right. all she has to do is move. If she wants right. to drop him, great. I'm going to grab no, him. No, no, I'm not saying she's going to drop him. I'm just <laughs> saying she IR. was like, fuck, you know, great. My One of my yeah, top yeah. scorers is hurt in the middle of the game. So Yeah, too bad it wasn't last week. <laughs> not that so I'm anyway, bad. that was the Dean and Brandon matchup. And then the last one we had was Taya and Adarian. And this one was pretty exciting because Adarian was beating her, I think, most of the weekend. They were kind of slugging it out, going back and forth. And then I think Sunday night, he was clearly in control of the game. And then going into the Monday night game, I think she was down by 25 25. or something. And the decision was, since we had the weird situation in the NFL where the Patriots and Chiefs game got moved from Sunday to Monday Monday. night, she then had the decision, because the regularly scheduled Monday night game was going to be Packers and Falcons, and she has Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes. So she was in the stressful situation of trying to decide, who do I play, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, who's going to get me... 26 points <laughs> to win this week and honestly she was asking my advice and I almost said you know what I would go with Mahomes I just think he's a better you know for my money's worth I just think he's a better bet to get more than 25 points but do what you want Aaron Rod- it's not like Aaron Rodgers is a bad choice he's no. had a really good first three games so coming into week four he's looking like a great play too probably going to score 30 points or more so we'll see how it goes and she's she said i'm gonna play aaron Rodgers just because you know she's a patriots fan she didn't want to root against mahomes while trying to make sure he scored three or four touchdowns but then they lost and that whole thing that you that happens when you're a fantasy fan and you're a fan of that team that's playing so she ends up sticking with Rodgers, and he goes for 42 and she wins the game with one player on monday night it was pretty pretty uh down to the wire there between her and Adarian. Yeah, so. well, I mean, he had, what, four passing touchdowns again? Like one Aaron Jones and three yeah. to that tight end that yeah. no one knows who he is. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers continues his relentless pace. You know who <sighs> slightly cooled off this week for her team was Russell Wilson with a very modest 28 fantasy points. <laughs> That's a dip yeah, he from did, his He normal... did not have a stellar game against Miami. I mean, he, yeah, didn't, no. have a, he didn't have a bad They kind of struggled against Miami. I mean, it yeah. was... Kind of weird watching them play. So he went through the first four games this year. Wilson went 41, 50, 52, and then against Miami he had 28. So 28 fantasy points is the least amount Which, of points. Which, if you're going to complain about 28 points, 
trade him to me and I'll give yeah, you Philip Rivers. Good, it's a good position to be in when your quarterback, you know, the least they scored during the season is 28 fantasy points. So, and you know, Adarian had a lot going on his side with Brady, who had a really huge game. I think he had five touchdowns, didn't he? Or maybe yeah, it was four. I think he had five. So it was four or five. Yeah, he had a great game. Here, I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. Oh, he, he had, had five. five. Yeah, he had three hundred and sixty-nine yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, so Brady had a huge game for him. Scored forty-eight fantasy points. And yeah, I think Adarian's team is kind of interesting because he's got quite a few guys on his team who scored a lot of points and had really good games, but then he's also got quite a few guys who scored like five points or less. <laughs> yeah, two guys not, that scored one each. I was going to say, two guys that scored one, and I don't know what the situation or the story was with those guys, but yeah, that's that's rough. I mean, I'm sure he's frustrated. His team still put up 228 points despite he had a guy score three, two guys score one, a guy score five, and a guy score two. It so, helps when someone throws 49 in there. Yeah, it, that yeah. definitely helps. That definitely helps. But So anyway, that... Um, that pretty much wraps up our fantasy scores for this week. So our current standings now sit at, in the East, Taya and I are tied at, well, I guess they have it as one, two, three, four in the rankings, but we're technically tied. We're both three and one. And then you and Dean are both one and three. And then Brandon is remaining as the last undefeated team in the league in the West at four and oh. Zach following at two and two, and then Brandon and Adarian both at one and three. So we got four one and three teams in the league, one two and two team, two three and one teams, and a four and zero oh team. You realize my, my team's the worst team, right? I've only scored eight hundred and twenty nine cumulative points, and you've had nine hundred and ninety three points scored against you, and I've had nine hundred ninety three injuries. <laughs> so just wait till my team's healthy and I bounce back. Week one of the playoffs. It's all I care about. Dude, that's in our league, that's all you need to care about. So, you want to shift over to the NFL scores real quick? Yeah, let's do a quick rundown of, uh, you know, the, the great NFL week four. Really, there weren't too many big surprises for me. It, it was um, kind of a, before we dive into the scores real quick, it was kind of a boring week of matchups. I don't know if you felt that way. but There were, there were a couple games I'm like, ooh, this could be interesting. And then they either were like, nah, that was borderline interesting. Or they were like, damn, this, like sucked and um you know i think injuries and 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 a lack of uh you know death kind of played a role in some of it but um it it wasn't too bad in in my opinion i was was kind of a a straight line nfl week in my opinion you know it was nothing flashy nothing you know like over the top but then again there there wasn't there were a couple dumpster fires but (laughs) but nothing like oh that was yeah, 10-3 game. Like, yeah. Super fun to watch. The one that I was bummed about, which we ended up getting to still watch, but you know, you're know, you watching most of your NFL games on Sunday, is they moved that Chiefs-Patriots game to Monday night. And it was that was the one on Sunday that I really wanted to watch. you know. And I ended up watching, I think, most of the first half of that game on Monday night. But once they took that off the slate on Sunday, I was like, well, I don't really know what games I really want to It's really becomes you got to just flip on the TV and be like, I've got a guy playing fantasy. Exactly. So I'll yeah. leave the oh, i got a receiver on this team. I guess I'll watch this game for a while. But um, So, yeah, going back to the scores, you know, the Broncos and Jets played Thursday. Woo-hoo. Our Broncos finally found a way to win. Finally. And, and people are like, well, it was against the Jets. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to know we're both 0-3 going in. We're both equally say, as bad. At we'll least – now they're 0 and 4 and we're 1 and 3. Right. We're technically starting our third string quarterback with, yeah. you know, you could argue, you know, three or four of our top 
players are gone. You know, we don't oh, yeah. have Von Miller, our best defensive player. We don't have Cortland Sutton, our number one receiver. No Philip Lindsay. No Philip Lindsay, who would make Melvin Gordon that much better in the mm-hmm. backfield. No Drew Locke. No Drew Locke, who's our starting quarterback. Our right tackle decided to opt out. Mm-hmm. You know, like our one of our starting corners in AJ Bouye was out. Yeah. You know, like we have these injuries that people downplay is like, you know, and I downplay it too. You're in the NFL. Like I keep saying, you should be able to step in and fill the role. You're not going to be like, you know, a Luke Keekley or somebody that just blows the world away, but you got to step, be able to step in and do your job at least yeah. semi well. And, you know, playing against the jets, the only thing I didn't like, you know, Brett Rippon made some bad, bad throws in the second half. He was great in the first half. Team looked great besides letting Sam Darnold, score that touchdown. I have a lot to say about it. I'm not going to say it because it was just pathetic all around from that defense. They, they kind of came back, but the Broncos won 37-28. We're not going to go on 16 this year. <laughs> and, you know, I look at our schedule, and I think we have the hardest schedule remaining in the NFL. I haven't looked too much into what we have. So we play the Patriots this upcoming I was gonna say, I week. I know we have Patriots next. And I think we play the Chiefs. So we, so we play the Patriots. We play the Chiefs twice. Play the Raiders twice, play the Chargers twice, and the Raiders and Chargers. I think we could we could win all four of those games, but we're going to have to play a very very solid yeah. full game from all three phases. Mm-hmm. Uh, we play the Bills, who they're looking they're pretty good, you know, extremely tough. Uh, let's see what is that's eight. So we have four games left. We have the Saints, which is the Saints and mm-hmm. Drew Brees. They haven't looked very good this year, but then again, they're if, still they, the if they get healthy and they get on a roll, it's the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Carolina uh, and Atlanta, who I think we could win both, but I'm not sure. And then I think we have the Dolphins. So I think we have maybe three sure wins in there, which would give us four on the total season. So we have a very, very uphill battle right. to even with have a our, chance. With already this, starting, you know, with right. a, just a totally I mean, hobbled team. Well, in game one, you know, arguably we, we should have won that. Fangio sucked at time management. Game two, we had a chance against the Steelers, but the Steelers got game was away. a shame because Drew Lock gets hurt. You know, I, what after the first quarter in that yeah. game, and we still made that a very respectable game. We, made, we played them well. If we didn't have that safety on that punt, we could have kicked the field goal to tie the game. Yeah. You know, it's one play that leads yeah. to the falling apart of a team, and mm-hmm. we we came back, but then. You know, we needed that extra play and, you know, bad play calling, bad bad execution led to bad stuff. But Broncos on the board with a 37-28 win over the Jets. Uh, Now moving to Sunday, we had the the Bengals-Jaguars. You know, and I'm I'm interested in the the Bengals this year just because of Joe Burrow. Me too. They I, I want to follow his career. They have a very good offense. They need to shore up their offensive line, but mm-hmm. and then they need to get a better defense. But, um, you know, the Bengals beat the Jaguars 33-25. Honestly, I'm not too surprised there. The Jaguars are trash. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, I'm glad Joe Burrow got his first NFL win. Yeah, uh, me too. He tweeted I, after. He goes, winning is fun. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. I, I, I hope nothing but the best for that guy. I was a big fan of watching him at LSU last year. And, you know, you and I have talked – we don't talk a lot of college football on this podcast, but we both are big college football fans. And it's, it's fun as a college football fan and an NFL fan to then watch these guys that you followed for a couple of years in college, then go into the pros. And I think I have lifelong attachments to players in the NFL because of what I saw them do in college. Like Deshaun Watson is one of those guys. Right. 
And I think oh, Joe. Yeah, I think we're big Clemson fans. Yeah. I, I love Clemson. Like Joe Burrow is going to be a guy that I just I'm going to follow his career the yep, rest of the I'm time in the NFL. I'm going to root for him. I'm going to root for him. I like that until guy. he plays the Broncos, which he's bound yeah, to because yeah. they're both in the AFC. Well, I mean, like bringing up like that. You know, me, you, and Brandon used to always argue about like Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and they're both backups now. So mm-hmm. neither of them lived up to that hype of you know like a one two who you take. Yeah, you know, same with like Vince Young. Mm-hmm. We watched that you know USC. Texas rivalry, you know, because they were the two powerhouses. And Vince Young, I mean, he came in and he did some good things, but then he just kind of of fizzled fizzled out, out, Mm -hmm. you know. Jamarcus Russell, biggest waste of a draft pick in NFL history. But watching him in in college, you're like, holy shit, like this guy's legit. And that's the thing that's so encouraging about guys like Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes or something like that who come into the NFL and then – end up succeeding in the NFL as right. well because that doesn't happen a lot. Even the guys who are really good in college who win Heisman trophies going to Johnny the NFL. Manziel, yeah, Baker Mayfield. Tim Tebow. Baker Mayfield possibly come into the NFL and don't have the same level of success. So it's not always guaranteed. You know, if you get taken number one overall, you're a former, well, former Heisman Trophy winner. If you've won the national championship, it doesn't matter. you got to prove yourself all over well, again. Well, Josh Rosen, 10th overall pick. Yeah, I exactly. I think he's on someone's practice squad. Yeah, exactly. 10th overall pick, I think, what, two or three years ago, and he's on a practice squad. Yep. He was supposed to go into Arizona and be like the face of the franchise, yeah. take over. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> you know, you look like Cam Newton. Dude mm-hmm. went from an MVP, you know. I mean, he's playing really well in New England. But yeah. Carolina just like – yeah, whatever, like, we're done. They, and, and it was kind of, like, the whole thing was weird, and I know we've talked yeah. about it and touched on it, but there are players that you watch, and you're like, this guy could be legit. You know, Matt Leinart for USC. Uh-huh. Mark Sanchez for USC. Well, okay, and so just to make a side point real quick, before we get way too <laughs> – Sanchez. <laughs> before we get way too distracted, because we've literally only gone through about two scores, and we've already gotten okay. – we've, we've made this about 25 minutes long. Um what I was going to say is, so I saw like a tweet or an Instagram or something from, I'm not sure if it was, I think it was a GM from another team who I guess had the opportunity to possibly take Mahomes in the draft, or maybe they were scouting him in the draft or it something. It was the Browns. Maybe you saw this too. It was the Browns. And he made some comment about, they just didn't think, like when they were scouting him, they just didn't think he was going to be a franchise quarterback. When they were evaluating him, they're just like, we don't, we just don't think that, we don't feel comfortable betting all this money on this guy and you know now it looks comical to say that you know right. to look back and be like oh my god you didn't think hindsight. Patrick Mahomes was going to be worthwhile because look what he's done but you know like you said hindsight's twenty twenty. so my my point there is like I, I don't want to be too harsh on guys who say stuff like that because it's so hard to tell even with the guys who are elite level college quarterbacks you can't tell the difference between a Patrick Mahomes and a Matt Leinart or a Mark Sanchez. Like it's right. they they both look equally as good in college and then coming out of the draft, all you can look at is okay, what did they do in college? What are their intangibles, their physical attributes? What do we think their future potential is? Dude, Lamar and then you Jackson have to make was drafted thirty second overall. People didn't think he would yeah. fit in the NFL. There you dude, go. The dude rushed for like two thousand yards. Now he's already. an MVP winner. So there you go. You so know, it's it's impossible I mean, to tell. Think of this. I I think I think so. My, I could be wrong. But 31 teams passed on Tom Brady. There's, oh, yeah. there's not a single team that can say they didn't pass on Tom Brady. Yeah. The dude was a sixth-round draft pick. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things you can't laugh at people now, GMs or head coaches or quarterback coaches or whoever, who go – It's like every sport. Yeah, who go, oh, 
you know, we just didn't think this guy was, was going to be worth anything in the NFL when we were evaluating him. It's like, fair enough. Because maybe what you were looking at, some there was some other guy coming out of that draft class who looked like he was going to be like better. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, who just didn't pan out. That happens. Right. All, it happens more often than not, really. Like, more often than not, you're going to pick the guy who doesn't pan out than you're going to pick the Patrick Mahomes or the Lamar right. Jackson. And, and then you sit there and go, everyone on your fan, you know, like you're saying, it's not fair to have hindsight on. Yeah. We should have done that. Now, if your team has that need... And then you're like, well, we're going to take a cornerback. It's like, well, that listen, yeah, it's a stacked cornerback right. class, but the quarterbacks, we have three to choose from, and we have our pick yeah. at our top three, and you're like, well, we're going to take this cornerback. Yeah, so, that's different. That's you different. know, and, and, you know, this goes across all sports, you know, and, and I'm, this is going to go way off topic. We'll, we'll circle real quick. <laughs> okay. Going back to the Nuggets, we drafted Donovan Mitchell, and I'm like, fuck yeah, we got Donovan Mitchell, great shooting guard, and they're like, Give us Trey Lyles and Tyler Lydon, and we'll give you Donovan Mitchell. And the Jazz are like, where do we sign? Where do we sign? Where do we sign? And here we go. He almost single-handedly just pushes out of the playoffs. Yeah, here we Hindsight, are. Hindsight, we're sitting there going, later, yeah. you know, if we had him, are we in the championship? Like, does Donovan right. Mitchell put push the Nuggets right. with Jamal Murray and Jokic over the edge? Probably. Like, right. that's – Fucking hard team to guard. Yeah. Anyways, swooping back to the NFL. Okay, yeah. That was quick. Good job. Let's uh, let's continue with our scores, and then we can go on our little rambles okay, okay. and rants. Uh, yet another great game from the Cowboys, where they <laughs> decide to give up forty nine points to the um, the Browns of all people. <laughs> and uh, you know, so that was forty nine thirty eight. And like Zach said, uh, you know, when we were talking about fantasy, Prescott threw for five hundred and two yards. Four touchdowns, one interception. But they gave up 307 rushing yards. Oh, God. Baker Mayfield was 19 of 30 for 165 yards and two touchdowns. They, they threw the ball for 201 yards and rushed for 307. That's right. 508 total yards of offense and 307 came on the ground. They had three guys over 70 yards. Kareem Hunt had 71. Otto Beckham Jr. had 73. Yeah, they're big runs, but still... Odell Beckham Jr. ran on you in a play that if you watch that replay he should have never scored oh yeah looking at yeah, like yeah. a still, still picture of that I'm like dude how did he score on that and he did so and then Dearnest Johnson had 95 yards I don't even know who Dearnest do you know who Dearnest Johnson is no nope. he said he almost went for 100 yards though <laughs> 95 13 carries 95 <laughs> yards 7.3 average um so I'm looking at the Cowboys schedule so far this year in week one they they lost to the Rams 20 to 17 so they gave up 20 points that week but since then they've only had one win they beat the Falcons but even in that win they gave up 39 points so they've given up over 30 points in three straight weeks I saw this weekend they flashed it up that's the first time that's happened in the history of the franchise in three straight weeks they've given up over 30 points and to be honest they should have never beat the Falcons. The Falcons. Yeah, it was a forty to thirty nine. They choke. They barely eked that out, and then they lost to the Seahawks thirty eight to thirty one, and then lost to the Browns forty nine to thirty eight. I mean, shit. You're giving up forty nine points. You're not going to win too many of those games. No. I don't give a shit if your quarterback is throwing for five hundred yards and four touchdowns. You're not going to win those. Just games. a waste of talent. It's an. It's a team yeah. that's like the Browns. Like we've said, it's a team full of talent that they just don't. They yeah. just suck. So I, I can only imagine what sports talk radio sounds like in Dallas. <laughs> no, it's probably terrible. <laughs> Moving on, we had the Saints beat the Lions 35-29. A lot closer game than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think the Lions are, are a decent team. They just, again, they're, they just, like, can't finish games. 
Yeah. They like bring it really close and then they need like that one big play and they can't get it and then, you know, it, the game's over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know the Saints are hurting and, and they've got some, you know, some key people out, but man, the Saints were supposed to be, you know, my Super Bowl favorites, you know, besides the Broncos, but, you know, that's more of a personal thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're off to know, a little bit of a rocky start, two and rocky two. Rocky so start, far. but not terrible. And then another close game that we touched on was the Seahawks Dolphins, 31 23. Mm-hmm. Dolphins aren't a terrible team. Um, another team where I think they have a lot of, you know, talent. They, it's just young talent, and they got to kind of, you know, I, I think Flores is going to be a good coach for them. They just got to give him time to, to build a, yeah. a program, not necessarily a program because it's not college, but yeah. build up the franchise and. And, and they're get the honestly right pieces there and pretty scrappy. Like they're not. You can't just walk over. Right. Well, when Fitzmagic was doing nothing, all of a sudden I look and he had like three hundred and something yards passing, and then he scored like a twenty-four yard rushing touchdown. I'm like, all right, Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic let's go. is such an interesting player. He's been in the league forever, it seems like, and he's not one of those guys that you ever think about as being this quarterback that you want on your team or that you want in fantasy. And yet, somehow, every once in a while, you want him. That guy really surprises you. You're like, is he one of the best quarterbacks in the league? And then he'll follow that up with a game where he throws four interceptions. But still has like 400 yards. Yeah. So he's the most confusing quarterback to try and pay attention to. But just a solid beard. Yeah. Solid beard. If anything else, he's got a great beard. (laughs) (laughs) Then we had the Chargers Buccaneers, which was another very close game. I mean, um, you know, Tom Brady played lights out, five, yeah. five TDs. You know, Ronald Jones broke the 100-yard rushing mark. Mike Evans had an outstanding game. You know, that was all played without Chris Godwin, so you, mm-hmm. you don't have your your fast, deep downfield threat in him. And, you know, Tom Brady, you know, we, we touched on this multiple times, and I think that was a game that we kind of all thought he should probably have with this team because he's got the best yeah. off. I mean, they finally got Gronk involved. Wasn't massive, but they got Gronk involved a little bit, um, you know. And and I think this is what we expected from Tom Brady. Do I think it's going to continue? I don't know. It's the NFL teams can adjust, but right. this is I think what everyone expected. You know, people are like, well, like you and Ty brought up, he's forty two. I'm like, I don't care if he's forty two. If he still can play in the NFL and play in an elite level, he should be able to produce. And yeah, this is what I would expect from him. He proved it this weekend. That was a hell of a game. You know, that, that was probably – that was a good game to watch. It was a back and forth. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Chargers came out hot. I think it was 24-7, and then the Buccaneers just scored 21 unanswered, and yeah. you know, it became a good game. So, uh, it'll be interesting to keep watching. We're four weeks in. Like, you know, they kept saying on TV, this is where, you know, this is the fourth preseason game. So, right. next week would technically be week one. Right. Let's see how teams are, are mm-hmm. you know, playing. So – this is the Tom Brady I expected to see with the weapons he has. Will it keep up? I don't think the numbers will necessarily keep up, but I kind of think the way that they play as a team will. Yeah. Um, yeah. That defense is playing great for them. So Buccaneers could be could be a huge threat to the Saints and Drew yeah, Brees. They're, they're off to a 3-1 start, and like you said, I think if they can figure out that offense and start clicking, which it seems like they kind of are, and if they can play a little defense, that's a dangerous team. Very so dangerous. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and then, you know, the Ravens-Washington is the next game, which was 31-17 for the Ravens. Washington, you know, I, I got to give them props. They're, they're being a scrappy team. They're 1-3. Mm-hmm. No one expects anything out of them. But they beat the Eagles to start the season. They're 1-3, which means they're, I think, they're technically a half game back because of the Eagles' tie from <laughs> yeah. the division lead. So, yeah, that division is so You abysmal. know, and to compete with the Ravens in that offense – 
you know, and only lose by 14. I yeah, think, it's pretty respectable. I think Lamar Jackson actually. was under 200 yards passing or right around the 200-yard mm-hmm. mark. Um, you know, they played great. So Washington could be an up-and-coming team with Ron Rivera as their coach. You know, hopefully he gets healthy. I know he's fighting cancer. And I know. Um, I actually kind of forgot that was happening, and then I think that game was starting – and they were covering a little bit. I guess they had a bunch of the cardboard cutouts where, like, his friends and family. Yeah, they, so they that did, was like, a memorial. Cool. So him, like a him memorial and his wife that. were, before the game, you know, pregame, they were, they were looking at who all they had on the cardboard cutouts. It was kind of this touching moment. And they were saying he's been going through the cancer treatments yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah, like, I, I wish nothing but the best for him. Um, that sucks. So, hopefully he can But I think he, he he's and, building a team. And yeah. with how the NFC East has played this year, fuck, Washington's in it. Yeah, I know. They're, they're in it, and I'm not going to put them out of it until yeah. the end of the season. So. Luckily for them, everyone they're competing with is trash. So Yeah, literally everyone. <laughs> uh, you know, the next game's Cardinals-Panthers. Kind of surprised for me here to have the Panthers win 31-21. Kyler Murray did not have a good game. Um, you know, I think the Cardinals are a better team than that, and I don't necessarily think the Panthers really are. But, you know, it's professional sports on any given day a team mm-hmm. can can beat anybody so what are your thoughts on the cardinals moving forward because it seems like i i feel like people are expecting a little bit more from the cardinals the last couple of years and i think by now i would have expected <sighs> kyler murray to be maybe playing better than he is not that he's playing bad you gotta remember it's only his just, second year right i know i know but just I, it's almost like I would expect that team to be doing a little bit better than they're doing. It seems like they're still struggling to kind of get over that hump, and I don't know what it is. I can't really put my finger on it. So, you know, it comes back to, again, you know, like the Broncos. They're one of the youngest teams. Broncos country here, we're a very loyal, we're a very, you know, Super Bowl or bust fan base, even yeah. when we know a Super Bowl's like... It's probably not in the cards. Not yeah. in the cards, but yeah. we're a true Super Bowl or bust fan base. Mm-hmm. And we expect our team to be better this year than last year. With all the injuries, we're, we have to really look in the mirror and take a step back. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same with the Cardinals. They have a lot of good talent, a lot of young talent. So I would say next year would be the year to judge Kyler Murray and be like, yeah. listen, you need to produce. Like by now, you need or to Or we're going to start out, you know, thinking about maybe secondary options. Mm-hmm. I think he's got the talent to be a Lamar Jackson-esque quarterback. Yeah. Um, and I think he's got the coach that could put him in an offense to – but again, they have DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. Like, yeah. got to get some more weapons around him. Got to yeah. help. Got to help your quarterbacks out. Maybe, maybe that's why I feel the way I do is because I'm comparing him against Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. So I feel right, like he's under weapons they have. And yeah, but it's not probably a fair comparison. But I just I want to see him succeed. I really want to see him turn into just this I think he unstoppable will. force. I think and it seems like it just hasn't happened yet for whatever reason. I think reason. he will. I think the trade for DeAndre Hopkins is going to help him that out. I know DeAndre helps. Hopkins has kind of been banged up this year. He had, he had a pretty good week. But, um, you know, again, it's a team that very good skill positions. They just need a couple. Like, give him one or two yeah. more weapons. You know, yeah. I think Drew Locke with a healthy Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, you know, Noah Fant. We, we could have an offense that could compete with Baltimore and compete mm-hmm. with Kansas City, you know. We're just not healthy, so we have, right. like, one person. Dealing with scraps at this point. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's going to be the same for him in, in Arizona. They just have to, uh, you know, give it time. And I, I think they're in a tough division, too, with Seattle, the Rams, and, you know, the 49ers that 
That is a tough division. They, I, I wouldn't say – if I'm a Cardinals fan, I, I wouldn't sit here and say I expect us to be in the playoffs. I'd say I expect us to you know, have a decent season to improve on last year and maybe yeah. push for a, a playoff spot. But yeah. if we fall short, just show improvement because right. then next year we can make that extra leap. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, another one of those – I, uh, you know, I can see it, but I don't know. I'm going to give them him him another year. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. So then uh, going into another game, uh, both 0-3 teams heading into the week, the Vikings and the Texans, two teams I didn't expect to be 0-3 heading into week four. The Vikings squeaked this one out 31-23. I don't know what the Texans are going to do. They just fired their head coach, I was GM, say, that's, that's offensive the big coordinator. News. Yeah, as they just – so they're 0-4. So they're 0-4, and I don't know what they're going to do. Me. I mean, you literally just fired your GM, your head coach – He's your play caller, so he's pretty much your offensive coordinator. And I, I don't know, man. you got to fill those positions. So. I, I just can't believe that they're 0-4. That just is – they seem like way too good a team to be 0-4. Well, this season's turning to be a chalk season. I mean, honestly, this season to me for them kind of went down the, the shoots when they traded DeAndre Hopkins away. That was bad. That was the worst trade I've ever seen. I'm gonna, I gotta get off it because it makes me mad. Because I like DeAndre Hopkins. I like the Texans. Uh, another. This is a dumpster fire game. The Rams beat the Giants 17-9. What a boring fucking game. Yeah. No offense. Jared Goff was a leading passer with 200 yards. The Giants are pretty sorry. The rush. You know, the leading rusher had 45 yards. 17-9. Three and one Rams over the 0-4 Giants. Nothing to be proud of if I'm either of those teams. So, real quick too. New York has two football teams, and between them, they have zero wins so far this year. Well, technically, they have three football. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, technically, they have three football, and teams. they're four and eight. <laughs> and one of them has all four wins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Jets and the Giants are both zero and four. <coughs> That's rough. So anyway, I just wanted to yeah, say that. Yeah, out just yeah. The, they're going to continue to suck. Uh, Colts Bears, a defensive battle, nineteen eleven, both three and one. Um, I think the Bears have gotten lucky this year. Then again, yeah. you know, a win's a win. Doesn't matter how they come. I think the Colts have a defense that's it's going to compete, and they're going to put them in really good spots. Their so offense is kind of lackluster though this yeah. year. They haven't been like a powerful offense like I kind of thought they would yeah. with Philip Rivers. So I sent Brandon a meme because you know he's in. Uh, what, wait, why was I sending him this meme? Oh, it was because of Nick Foles. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I almost said I was like, because he's an Eagles fan, but I'm like, we're not even talking about the Eagles. So I sent him a meme, and it was basically <laughs> Nick Foles coming off the bench, and it was like a picture of Clay Thompson from the Warriors just draining threes and just being a baller. And then it was like <laughs> Nick Foles as a starter, and it was this guy who was a Clay Thompson lookalike, like in the stands, <laughs> just some regular fan. And I, I thought it was pretty funny, and he, he basically messaged back, and he's like, yeah, but in all fairness – that Colts defense is pretty stout. It's, it's, it's a tough defense to play against. So I think let's give – I mean, this was Nick Foles' first start of the year, right, for the Bears. So yeah, let, but he's in an offense he's familiar with. He's right. With, he was with a play caller that called his plays. That's you know, true. He, but he's with somebody who's familiar. Let's give him some time. I'm, I'm not going to overreact to that. I think playing Nick Foles over Trubisky is absolutely the correct move. For well, the yeah, Bears if you're going to pay forward. him $30 million and trade for him. Absolutely the correct move. I don't know why they were fucking around with having Trubisky in the because first few games this year. they traded a lot for him. It was basically them going, let's pretend like – this is the right decision, even though we all know the guy on the bench should probably be starting. Let's just get – at least if he plays three games and he sucks it up, we'll have plenty of sample size to be like, listen, you didn't do your job in three games. Sorry, we have to make a move. 
Yeah. Instead of just going straight from the get-go saying, no, nope, Nick Foles is the star. Again, I truly don't think the Bears are that good of a team, whether they have Nick they're Foles really or Trubisky yeah. behind them. I, think I don't they, think they're that good of a team. It improves them to have Nick Foles yeah, behind center. Though. But I truly don't think that they're really – when I say contender, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. I'm not going to yeah. take them serious. Um, That's probably a fair point. But, yeah, you know, when you're paying a guy $30 million, you probably should start. Probably should start him, yeah. <laughs> so moving on to another game. It was a lot closer than I expected, but the Bills Raiders, Josh Allen, I think, is having an MVP year. Um, he 30, really is 30 to well. 23 led the Bills over the Raiders in, in Vegas and moved the Bills to 4 and 0 and the Raiders to 2 and 2. So good for our Broncos and yep. good for me because I don't want to see New England win another AFC East championship. I think they've won like every single one since like Mark Sanchez <laughs> was a Jets quarterback when they took him to the AFC championship game or whatever. I don't even know if they won the AFC East that year. I don't know. But, um, yeah, the yeah, Bills are looking Bill, good. Bills are looking good, both sides of the ball. Um, going into another game on Sunday night, the Eagles 49ers, which is kind of sad because the 49ers played their backup and then their third-string quarterback, and it was still a 25-20 game. Um, <laughs> the Eagles are just – yeah, they look like shit like the rest of the NFC East team. And the 49ers did not look good either. Except for George Kittle. Um, except for George, George Kittle, Kittle, who had 15 catches, 183 yeah. yards, and touchdowns. So, and, of course, he was Kittle. playing against me in fantasy. That was awesome. I have him in my other league, so go George Kittle. <laughs> but, well, I'm glad someone got the benefit from that. But, yeah, you know, the 49ers are 2-2, two and two, Eagles 1-2-1. Two Again, 49ers in a tough division. It sucks that they have Jimmy G out, and they have, they have other injuries on their offense and their running back core, but – a game I still think they should have won. Yeah. In a game, you know. Against that, a that, pretty bad Eagles That honestly, team. the Eagles had to win. Otherwise, yeah. there could have been shakeups going yeah. there, too. So, um, you know, not, not too impressive, but Eagles 25-20 over the 49ers. And then moving to Monday night. Last night, we had the Chiefs beat the Patriots 26-10. Uh, again, Patriots look like dog shit without Cam Newton on offense. Their, their defense, to hold the Chiefs to 26 points, that's a, uh, you know – Tip, tip of the hat to them. Yeah. I was more impressed but, with their defensive. I mean, I was watching in the first half, and two drives in a row, the Chiefs went right down the field, and the Patriots held them and forced them to kick field yeah. goals. Well, the Patriots' which defense is, is good, but pretty remarkable considering is, that Chiefs' offense. You know, like you said, them letting up 26 points to the Chiefs is like holding any other team to – eight points or something right. you know i mean that's that's like the chiefs barely scoring anything is 26 points so you know shout out to the to the patriots defense but yeah not having cam newton available for that game due to the covid diagnosis that really hurt them so yeah they look like dog shit with the hoyer sooner, yeah. and jared sidham in the backfield yeah so. hoyer's just not gonna get it done so the sooner which, they can get newton back the better let's cross our fingers newton doesn't come back till after this week that's then, true then it would help the broncos out, it would good, help out the broncos you know, yeah. a better chance yeah. so uh, and then the other Monday night game, as we touched, was the Packers-Falcons. Packers moved to 4-0 uh, with a 30-16 win over the Falcons. Again, the Falcons, this could have been their first loss of the season, but they decided to not know how to win football games. So they're at 0-4 and a team I did not expect to be 0-4. So yeah. another team that hopefully the Broncos can, you know, try and, try and put up a dub against. But, you know, that was the the week four matchups on the on, uh, – Unfortunate buy. We had the Titans Steelers because of COVID. Yep. Um, Thankfully, we didn't have two games that we missed out on this week because of COVID. Because the Patriots Chiefs was looking like it was close. It might be in that same situation. Because if you remember, the headlines coming out 
surrounding the Titans Steelers game was almost the exact same thing. They came out saying they just had more players test positive. Right. It, it came out at first. It was like we have a few players on both teams testing positive. We're gonna. They're they're thinking about you know the NFL is thinking about delaying it to Monday, possibly Tuesday night. And then we were all discussing last week. Well, how does that affect fantasy? Yada right. yada yada. And then they eventually just said, you know what? Screw it. We're just gonna postpone it till some other time in the season. We'll figure it out later. And then this stuff starts happening with the Patriots and the Chiefs where Cam Newton tests positive. Then there's some Chiefs players that test positive. And then same sort of headlines are coming out. And you're like, great, we might lose the Patriots-Chiefs game too. And then thankfully they could – I guess the outbreaks were able to be contained enough. It was just one person, enough. Cam Newton, and then the practice squad quarterback for the Chiefs. Okay, so. there you go. So it was only a couple people. Yeah. So they, they were able to just move the game to Monday night, play the game anyway. So thankfully the only game that we – you know, lost out on was Steelers Titans, which I think would have been a pretty damn good game to watch actually. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer, but we'll get that one hopefully eventually this season. I think so. week eight, but uh, you know, I, I'm just going to do a quick look forward to next week. Yeah, this Thursday we got Tampa at Chicago. Should be a pretty good game, a good defense against a, you know a Tampa that's been playing really well. Um, then starting on Sunday we have Carolina at Atlanta. <sighs> Crapshoot. Buffalo at Tennessee should be a really good game. <laughs> that ought to be a good game, yeah. Las Vegas, Kansas City has the possibility to be a, be a good game, but I could mm-hmm. see Kansas City just coming out and smoking Vegas. Yeah. Arizona, New York, I expect Arizona to come out and, you know, put a beating down on New York. Yeah, let's hope so. Philly, Pittsburgh, Battle of PA. Uh, I, I'd assume Pittsburgh is going to come out after a full week's rest and just put a stomping on uh, on Philly. You would think. Uh, the Rams, Washington. Uh, L.A. Rams at the Washington football team. I'm going to have to go with the Rams mm-hmm. just because of Washington. But Washington could always throw an upset. You never know. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati at Baltimore, unfortunately, I don't think Joe Burrow is going to get his second win. So, you know, it's Baltimore. They're going to be – their only loss is what, to Kansas City? Yep. You know, so – It looks like they're 13-point favorites. Right. So, you know, another game that – Probably is heavily one-sided. Jacksonville, Houston, dumpster fire game, one and three and zero oh and four. You know, which is one of those games that, prior to watching these first four games, you would think going into the season, oh, Texans should win that game, right? But <laughs> shit, who who knows who what's going to happen with the Texans moving forward? Then you got Miami at San Fran. If San Fran's not healthy, Miami could sneak a win, but I kind of doubt it right now. I think San Fran is just going to be too good. Yeah. Um, Indianapolis at Cleveland. I think Cleveland used all their offense last week against Dallas, so I'm going to have to go with Indy <laughs> on this one. Their defense is not the Dallas defense. They're, and yeah, Cleveland's definitely not going to put up 49 points no. against Indy. I, I know that much. And, you know, I think Indy's got potential on offense. They just haven't used it yet. Uh, the Jets at Dallas. Giants. 0-4, 1-3. I mean, if the Giants win, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. But then again, their offense has looked a abysmal this year yeah it'd be hard for me to pick the giants in this matchup even though the cowboys i mean the the cowboys can just put up so many points i think that's gonna save them even if they do give up a bunch of points to the giants which i don't really see happening no i think they're still gonna pull that one out probably Uh, and then the broncos at new england again if cam newton doesn't play i think the broncos chances go way up yeah if cam newton does play being a bronco fan and a homer i'm still taking my broncos but uh, it, it could be another, you know, Pittsburgh game. I think New England and Pittsburgh play good defense, like, you know, good defensive football. And mm-hmm. I think that would be, a, you know, a close game. And then Sunday nights, Minnesota, Seattle. 
should be a good game, but Minnesota has not played well this year, and Seattle's been playing lights out, so I'm going to give the edge to Seattle. And then Monday night we have New Orleans and uh, the Chargers, and I'm going to have to give the edge to the to the Saints. At least I hope they win, mm-hmm. but they haven't been playing well at all either, so another game that could go either way. Yeah, so. that could probably go either way. That That actually, I feel like that might turn out to be a pretty good game. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, the Chargers just lost to the Bucks by a touchdown. So yeah, and you know, Tom Brady had to throw for 369 yards and five TDs five to beat him. Yeah. So Drew Brees exactly. is going to have to you know get that offense moving. And then on a bye week, there's Detroit and Green Bay. So that's you know a week five look ahead. Again, I, the way this season's kind of gone, it's hard to call games. There's a few that you could say this was should be a, sh- a surefire win. And then a lot of the other ones could honestly go either way. So For, for me, um, it seems like the only two teams you can really count on – well, there's probably more, but just off the top of my head. The only two teams you can really count on as, as saying that team's probably going to win this week are the Chiefs and – Shit, who else was I going to – yeah, uh, no, I was just going to say some other team, and I forgot who I was talking about. Well, the Ravens should Oh, win. the Seahawks. Right. The Chiefs and the Seahawks both, to me – just from what I've seen through the first four weeks, I mean, I would feel comfortable betting money on those two teams playing pretty much anyone in the league. If I was a gambling man, which we all know I'm not. Right. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, I, I agree with you there. I, uh, any other teams you think are just pretty much surefire wins against anyone else? That, I don't Baltimore really... would be my other surefire. Baltimore. Like I said, what but... about the Bills? They're four and zero. I don't know if I'm as high on the Bills as I am. Who on, do they like, play again? The they play the Titans. Which... No, I, that's not a surefire win. Yeah. The Titans are a good team. They're undefeated too. They're three and zero. Yeah, that's um, going to be a good game. And I they're think. a good defensive team. Their offense. Give the ball to Derrick Henry. Let him run for two hundred yards. Yeah, because I have him in fantasy. So. And the Packers are still undefeated, but the Packers. I just have a feeling I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop where they score 12 points or some shit. Right. And, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, this, this offense seems very uncharacteristic for them, especially based on what they did last year. Their offense was just not that explosive last year. So, I don't know. If they can keep this offense up, then sure, yeah, they'll beat anyone. But I don't, I don't have a lot of faith that's going to continue. Whereas, like, the Chiefs offense every week, you're expecting them unless to put up they, 30 unless points. Unless, like, Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. The Chiefs are pretty sure yeah. fire to put up 25 at least. Yeah. Which 25 is a weird number, so I'll say 24 just because right. <laughs> if you score 25, you got some weird yeah. math going on or missed extra points yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, I think the Chiefs offense is still the most potent. Although Dallas has been the most potent, they just don't have a defense They just have no help. defense, yeah. So they're, they like, had- they're like the Broncos offense in 2013. Yeah. Record-setting offense, and then the defense is like, "Well, defense. we give up 35 points," and Payne's like, "Well, I have to go out and score 38." Yeah, <laughs> and then we go out and we win like every game 38, 35. And yeah. we're like, "How much can we score?" And they're like, "Well, sky's the limit." And then we play Seattle's defense, and we're like, "How much can we score?" And we're like, eight points." We're like, <laughs> <laughs> and then conversely, a couple of years later, when we went back to the Super Bowl, we couldn't score more than 14 points in a game, right. but we and just would allow like seven points every game, so it was fine. But, yeah, who knows? Yeah. I, I think through the first four weeks this year, the two teams that impressed me the most are the Seahawks and the Chiefs, probably. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. And I'd throw the Bills in there, too. The I, Bills are – that's a, that's like my surprise but, team. But then again, sure. I also picked the Bills to win the AFC East, so they're not, okay. like, that surprising. To me, I it's a surprise. I just, what Josh Allen's doing is surprising to me. I did not expect that level of play from him. But, you know, good for him. But, but yeah. wrong. <laughs> so – yeah, that's that's a quick recap. I don't think I have anything to add. We've covered 
um, next week's game. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah. I think we could probably wrap this one up. I don't really have anything. Other, no, I, any other special thoughts? Not, on the NFL like season. I said, it was a very uneventful week. In, yeah, in it was, NFL, it was a weird. Know. It was there, a weird there week were a couple, of matchups. Couple injuries, but nothing yeah. like Austin Eckler. I think was the biggest injury, mm-hmm. and um, he's not out for the season. He'll he'll bounce back. You know, another Western alum like Brandon and myself, mm-hmm. and, and Brandon Stevens, and um, you know, hopefully he bounces back. You never want to see people get hurt, even if yeah. it's against a division rival. You never yeah. want to see that sucks. Someone get hurt, but. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, it was a quiet week in the NFL, and you know, I think we'll get revved up for um, you know week five. Yeah. So, you know, but uh, I think you and I were talking. We might try and um, get an ocean podcast in this week. We'll have to yeah. wait and see about availability, but uh, I think we should do it. I think that's the plan. So, yeah, for anyone out there listening, I think we are. We've done what? This is three football podcasts in a row, I think, with yeah. no interruption of anything different in between. And it's kind of tough. I, I was going to kind of talk to you about this because I, th- I feel like we've almost painted ourselves into a corner where we're doing these weekly fantasy and NFL recap podcasts. And now it seems like we're almost obligated to just keep doing at least one of these every week throughout the season. I mean, I guess we don't really have to. but I, I mean, I think we can. I do enjoy we doing to, them. We need then, to throw in something. Yeah, but then it, then it leaves us with we probably need to record – on two podcasts a week if we're going to start yeah. doing other topics. So, you know, as we've said repeatedly on this show, it, it is the Just Browsing podcast, so we want to hit all the topics. And it just, just so happens to be that lately the one topic we've been hammering home is the NFL season and fantasy, which, in all fairness, is the Talk most, of it's the most exciting on. thing yeah. for, what is, for what we pay attention to in our lives. You know, the NFL season's back. It's a big deal. So, But we will definitely get back into some other stuff. So I think the next big topic we want to dive into since we did a space episode is the the ocean ocean. which i think will be really fun so i'll we'll have to get our our research together and come prepared with some cool stuff to talk about and then so we'll hopefully i think to anyone out there listening i think that should be the next episode you hear from us so if you're getting sick and tired of hearing football scores and you want to get ready hear us talk about something else yeah hear us talk about the ocean and Sharks or shoot us an email, shoot us a like on Facebook, give us a comment, and say what you want to hear us talk about, and we'll uh, we'll put together an episode for that. And you know, you guys are our audience, and we want to give you what you want to hear. So yeah, I do. I do uh, want to mention, and this is definitely nothing concrete. Matt and I have talked about it a little bit this week. We may end up doing since this is October and it's scary movie month. We will Halloween. do it. Well, we will do it. Just I think at some TBD. point this month, yeah. TBD, we're going to do a podcast about some of our favorite scary movies and do kind of a Halloween-themed episode. My list is empty. <laughs> yeah, even though it's going to be just me talking about scary movies and Matt going, oh, fuck that one. I didn't want to watch that I got, one. I got good Halloween movies. Okay, okay. I or mean, there's at least movies that have a Halloween scene. There you go. There's some Halloween theme. We'll just make it Halloween themed. So, right. like, you can. There are movies out there that are Halloween themed that aren't horror movies. So you can right. talk about those, like Hocus Pocus. Everyone loves great Hocus Pocus. movie. There you go. Don't ruin my list. So you can, Harry Potter. I feel like Harry Potter's. And some of those are kind of Halloween themed. Like they have the yeah I spooky mean, themes and you know. In, I mean, it's Harry Potter. It's throughout some of those movies, they have. They cycle through the seasons, and then like Hogwarts right. is decorated out with the various seasons. And yeah, stuff, so in, in the first one, maybe they have I'm, a. I'm, uh, I'm just trying to help you out, man. I'm just trying to. Dude, stretch don't worry. What, I got plenty. I'm trying to stretch what fits the definition. I've still of seen Halloween. scary movies. Okay, all right, all right. I just don't like them. So yeah, you guys but, can have that to look forward to. We'll get that planned out as well. So at least a couple of podcasts coming out this month that will not be football related, but you can always count on a weekly fantasy and NFL recap. Yep. But you know, like we always say, uh, we'd love your feedback. 
Uh, we'd love to interact with you and as best way as a podcast can interact with you. And, um, you know, we appreciate all of your support, whether you're family, friends, or, you know, just random listeners that enjoy what Zach and I like to, to spitball and, and talk to you about. So, uh, again, thank you. And, you know, we look forward to, to continuing this and hopefully one day being better than Joe Rogan. <laughs> that's where our sights are set. Don't know if that's ever. A couple years from now. But we'll get there with your support. So thank you. Then we can get that. Then we can get that Spotify money, son. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can retire. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys next time. Yep. Have a good night or good morning or good day. <laughs>